Because, like, when we were kids, especially if you were super into, like, I was born a grown-up. epic fantasy novels and shows and games and, like, Pokemon and Legends of Zelda. Like, I'm the most important person. I saved the world. Fuck all of you. <laughs> like, that is the energy I always wanted. But I never got my Hogwarts letter and mm. a Pokemon and I got blah, three blah, of those, actually. Now I have to wait. Like, it's that whole meme. Like, now I have to wait for for Gandalf to show up and take me on an adventure when I'm in my 50s. We've been on three adventures. I won't even make it that far. I mean, I'll make it to 50, but my back hurts too much to be climbing <laughs> mountains. You got to turn him down sometimes. You know, he'll come and be like, let's go I on mean, an adventure. How about like you just bring me back a bourbon glass? Yeah, please. He's like, but we must save the uh, da, 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 da. save the world. That's a lie. You're asking a lot. Uh, Gandalf, you came to the wrong house. First off, I'm waiting for it to collapse. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. We've come from afar, bringing tales from before. Old dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. Hello, everybody. Back again this week, as scheduled. I'm Ella. I'm Miles. I'm Cletus. And this is Dragon's Drink Bourbon, which I assume you already know, but, you know, just covering all our bases. What are we drinking today, Cletus? Today we are drinking 1792. Sound it out. 1792. Okay, good so far. And... It's a small batch, small batch, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's Named and Honor. Oh, almost. What's this word? Almost, almost. That that would be the. The year. Mm -hmm. Canon, Canon. Cannon, 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 Kentucky. Yes, yes. Hey, what is these the rest of these words? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> let me help you out there. This is uh, a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's called 1792, and it is magnificent. It's very smooth. It's a small batch, so don't get your hopes up. You know, it's not a large batch. It's not a medium batch. It's just a small batch. Uh, it's named. <clears throat> From the year, okay, that Kentucky joined the United States. Did you know that, history buffs? Hmm? It'll be a test later. Um, <laughs> it's very delicious. And uh, if you're able to get your hands on some 1792, please do so. And let us know what you think because it's just its very refreshing. It is very smooth. Also, I have merch idea. Uh, just oh. because you said the word batch over Ooh. and over again. Mm-hmm. Batch. We should make um, bourbon batch kids. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> I don't know if we could afford. <laughs> well, we'll get. We'll require. get. We will knit them like frond. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant we're gonna take sour patch kids and soak them in. No, 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 no. And, and it wasn't a, a lot of licensing issues no, here. See, it wasn't. <laughs> It was a, a Sour Patch Kids play. It was a Cabbage Patch Kids play. Mm. I got it. I, I got it I feel like now. somebody's going to um, get one and be like, wait, is this made of 
beard hair? I feel like you guys <laughs> don't know that I used to sew dolls. Oh, <laughs> oh do you? Yeah. Make me a bourbon batch kid. Ella the seamstress. Sewer of dolls. This is the Zelda I made, or the Link oh. I made. Oh, it's the very first Bourbon Batch kid. Oh, I thought it's you were a joking. Link. She's serious. Yeah, no, I Ella, made that for... for those of you who can't see us right now, which would be everyone except for <laughs> us three, Ella has just produced a Link from the popular game Zelda. Um, I guess I should just say series Zelda because it's more than just a game. But anyway... It's um, more than just a game, it's a life! It's specifically <laughs> it's the version of, of him that was in the Smash Brothers game that came out for the Wii U. Because I bought Curtis a Wii U, I bought him the game, I bought him a Legend of Zelda, um, like, kind of GameCube-style controller. Lucky man. And I sewed him that over the course of two weeks. I don't know how to sew, so that's super impressive to me. So, I worked well. really hard on it. <laughs> Look at Ella having skills. <laughs> right? Making so, us look bad. Mm. I actually could make us bourbon batch kids. <laughs> he should. Well, he should. It. He's, he's got to have a big red beard. She the promised. first way and an axe. see our faces is Will be bourbon batch kids? Well, mine's going to be a Spider-Man. Mine's a Spider-Man mask. <laughs> I was just looking to see how you did it. I was not checking to see if he had a pecker. I was looking to see like where the same marks are, because I can't see anything. Yeah, I you did very well. I painted all the chainmail underneath and everything. I had to hand you paint painted that. it. Yeah, I hand painted on felt, which is a really fun process. How do you paint on felt with a brush? I would imagine mm, and fair. a lot of patience. Again, I'm not looking for. Yeah. I did want to add, um, to backtrack a little bit, that our drinks today, we tried to use the, uh, what is it, 1792? Yes. To make mint juleps, but I did a piss poor job. So all you can taste is a little bit of simple syrup and the whiskey and none of the mint. So round two, hopefully, I'll do better. Side note, every time I hear mint julep, all I think of is just like the old, old South. Just like, what are we doing today? Well, we're just going to sit around and drink some mint juleps. <laughs> well, I do declare. I do declare. I've got the vapors. I need a mint julep. <laughs> or maybe like somebody named mint julep. That's my daughter. Have you met my daughter, mint julep? Have you mint met julep? my daughter, mint julep? Ironically born in California. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my other daughter, South Mint Julep. I keep getting just limp. Mint leaves mm. hanging out of my lips, so I can't taste them, but they're getting in the way. I've probably <laughs> swallowed like four mint leaves already. You can probably hear my uh, ice cubes clinking in the background. But Let us know how they feel coming out. Do with minty. Fresh and minty. So I feel like for you guys and for our listeners, I want to briefly explain some of my logic for picking topics. Mm. I haven't addressed it so far. We're almost uh, two months in. Two so years. Two. It's With, been two months. Oh, sorry. sorry, my company exhausts you. Uh, that level. I mean, <laughs> it's like the old, the old Titanic lady. <laughs> it's been eighty-four years. Her fucking Elrond. <laughs> I was there. I was. Uh, and I'm like, it's been ten minutes. Oh. So I've reached for topical relevance sometimes. Tropical relevance. Tropical relevance. Topical. Didn't oh, I say topical? Topical. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I've tried to make those stretches. I've tried to make the stories work that I already had in mind Lunges. that might be fun. 
Sometimes I had real themes in mind based off of timing, like our creation myth for New Year's. But my biggest motivator has really been to keep things varied, like give everyone a taste of different cultural perspectives and types of stories, especially in our first couple months. Like I really... We're going to get to the point where we build up to like consecutive miniseries like The Labor of Hercules, um, selected tales from Journey to the West, and like longer, more involved legends that we'll tackle in like two-part episodes. But mm. in the beginning, we're trying to just give you like a taste of everything in like one shots. I demand equal representation. <laughs> well, well, can we cover the Thundercats in one episode? Absolutely. Yes. I'm not going to disgrace my childhood by saying no to that. <laughs> Mom Ra was underrated. I'm just saying he is an underrated villain. He, he really was. And this is a side note. You can cut this if you want to. But I would like an episode, and I'm dead, dead ass 100% serious, on Xena, Warrior Princess. I mean, I grew up on it. I'm not I mean, opposed. Yeah. I already planned that October is going to be like full themed every episode of the month. And I have some, I don't want to spoil them here. And I honestly don't even want to spoil the surprise for you guys. Then don't. But it, I'm right. going to vary it. And we're going to go a little bit off the cuff of what we normally do. But it's still going to be the same theme of like legends, mythology, and lore. So. Those are our long-term goals. We're going to get to that. But we're still in our second month. So, like I said, I'm trying to keep, like, this healthy variety first. While trying to stay consistent simultaneously. Yes. Mm. And I have a fun, extra special themed episode for February. So, when we do that special episode, it's not only a break for me, it's a break from me. Oh, Please but don't. but we don't get that. Right. No, uh, you guys get to talk more. <laughs> Yay. But people listening could not say anything mean because being self-deprecating is fun for me, but I'm really sensitive. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. I'm not. I just, I'm used to it. <laughs> I also feel like I should have mentioned long before this that we have an email that y'all can use to reach out to us. Listen to her. She's to a Yankee media. and she just and used she just, y'all. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> Assimilation. We're the education system, ironically, should be teaching me. <laughs> so, um, our email for all our listeners. For all you guys. Is dragonsdrinkbourbon at gmail.com. We write that down. And to double down, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at ddb.podcast. Mint Julep, run in the kitchen and fetch me my notepad so I can write this. Uh, Contact information down. All that said, I really wanted to visit a different part of the globe today, outside of Europe especially. Uh, excuse me. The Earth is flat. Mm. It's a globe. We're, we'll discuss this later. After we teach you how to read the bourbon bottle. And Thank you. <laughs> I already did a bunch of research and prep on a story outside of Europe. Only to realize that my first topic was too short to be a full episode. So, I'm bitterly resigning that topic to be a bonus episode later. Yay. And for now, we're going to focus on the West African tale of Anansi. Ooh. Who that is? Anansi. You'll find out. Stay tuned. (laughs) For like two minutes. Anansi should be a super obvious choice for us. 
for anyone familiar with the name, as he is the god of all knowledge and stories. Oh, I thought for sure it was a woman. Mm-mm. It's a very dainty name. But just because it sounds like a Nancy, it's, it's more like yeah. a, a Nazi. You know, like oh, a Nazi. <laughs> Shout out, a, Nancy. A, I love you. Uh, <laughs> a, a not. I've messed it up. Now, now, now it's in my head. <laughs> Let's just let her do it. <laughs> Let's let her talk for a minute. Let's let her. Thanks, 1792. <laughs> so the saying, all stories are Anansi's, is a common title for the tale that I'm about to share. But another title for this is just simply Anansi and the Sky God. Mm. Anansi and the Sky God. Anansi. Anansi. Non-see. Like he cannot see, non see, kind of, kind of like a non see. Spell it, a n a n s i. Okay. Or some people, some cultures spell it differently. I don't know those spellings. I haven't memorized them, but I've seen them spell differently. I can't tell if you're just making shit up or you are familiar no. with this tale. I'm not okay. So it is a tale that Miles recommended. Oh, okay. Um, he had a list so that when, as discussed in a previous episode, sometimes I get overwhelmed by sheer amount of options, especially because we're so early on. So he recommended some, and as I said, I just really mm. wanted to get the hell out of Europe. <laughs> well, okay. So. so this one, I've growing up, I heard the story, but I don't remember it. So the name clicked in my mind, and I was like, why not make my friend do research on it (laughs) (laughs) and then tell me the story again so I can remember it. But um, It'll probably be like some of the Norse mythologies we heard where, like, when she says it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. That's what I'm hoping, at least. But uh, I do remember growing up, I've seen it. I want to say there's a spelling that has, like, a Y in it. So... I didn't find it, but oh, okay. that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That means it wasn't on the first page of Google. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. So Anansi is a trickster type. He's often described as clever, cunning, and, of course, mischievous. He relies on his wit to outsmart those around him, and his tales are collectively known as Anansi. I cannot. This is so anonsasium or spider stories. Mm. Oh, that's convenient. Spider stories, convenient. I don't even care if I mispronounce that. It's A N A N S E S E M. Sounds easy to me. It's stupid. It's very easy. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm having trouble with this. So easy. Like any kind of notation of how to pronounce it. Because I know I looked it up. Just do it right. It's so easy. Anasasium. I mean, I'm not going to do it. This is your story. You do it. But <laughs> yeah, convenient. So Anansi is pretty famous for his spider form, which in itself was the result of playing mind games with the wrong fella, according to one tale I dug up. Anansi man, Anansi man. <laughs> he got bitten by a radioactive spider. I know it. Basically, Anansi threw a rock as a ram was grazing on his crops one day Kobe. and killed the ram. And the ram happened to belong to an African king and was the finest ram in the world. So kind of important to the king. So 369. I'm ram, already a fan find. of Anansi. Mm. Knowing he was sure to be punished, Anansi took the dead ram, 
tied it to a nut tree, and then tricked a spider into visiting that nut tree to harvest its yummy fruit. Fun fact, nuts would kill my good friend James. Hi, James! <laughs> hey, buddy. Must have been a big spider. Mm. Anansi told the king the spider had obviously killed the prized ram since he was there covering the tree with the dead body in its webs. And the king was all off with his stupid arachnid head. Well, the king told his wife what a terrible day he was having, and she laughed at him, pointing out a spider would not be able to make thread strong enough to hold a whole freaking ram up. So she immediately pegged the true criminal as an auntie. Oh, that's a damn good punishment to get pegged. <laughs> I think I originally had spaces around the nut tree because I knew you guys were going to be immature about it. <laughs> so it was funny because there was a there was a cat playing at my foot right as you were saying nut tree. So I started laughing at the cat who is lovingly playing on my spine right now. And uh, it was right as you were saying nut tree, which was terrible timing. But... Uh, now my spine is being ripped apart. This penance. Oh. oh my god. Hey buddy. So for hey again, buddy. people can't see us. Cletus tried to pull Rush, because that is the cat in question, away from Miles, but he reached out for him desperately, like, no, I need him with his claws. I will post a picture of Rush and William. Probably just a swipe. For our next Instagram post announcing this episode, but they anyway. will not be attached to my spine for this yeah. picture. Just so you Rush know. is uh, he doesn't know how to love people without his claws. <laughs> I love with my William feet. climbed me like a tree for some cheese. He did. Anyway, back to the story. Oh yes, and we're back. If you hear me screaming in pain, it's just cat claws. Yeah. It's fine. It's He's fine. getting pegged. <laughs> 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 Sure. <laughs> so she immediately pegged the true criminal as a Nazi who was already an infamous trickster. The king was pissed all over again yeah. and wound up kicking a Nazi so hard that he split him into two pieces. Damn. Which somehow translated and transforming him from a man to a spider with long legs. Damn. Okay. Didn't know that was possible, but. Cool. So that's that's basically that's what I found as the background to why Anansi is a spider specifically. Hold so on, I hear our, our our switchboard lighting up with some calls coming in. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't silence my phone. I'll do that now. So no, we were just popular. That's all. He turned into a spider because he was cut in half. Apparently, he was kicked. It in was half. part of the process. That man it was did so not mad. Explain. How did he it make? How did it? How did it give him extra legs? Apparently, when you kick hard enough, you just sprout extra legs. These soccer players need to work on their kicks. He paylayed the hell out of a (laughs) Nazi. Now for the real tale. Long ago, there were no stories on Earth. So, like, no Dragons Drink Bourbon podcast. Oh, Oh, no. Was the world a better place for that? Probably, I mean, no. No. No, of course no. not. What? Mm-hmm. Who would dare suggest such a thing? Not I. Those poor sons of bitches. Mm. 
Well, there are no stories on Earth because all stories belong to the sky god, Naime, who hoarded them in a neat little box beneath his throne. Naime? Like whipping Naime? No, like N-Y-A-M-E. And when I looked it up, it said Naime. Okay, I thought it was like Niame. Niame. So be, it's like it's it like be Niame. It's, it's Niame. like Link's little fairy friend. Wait, what was her name? That Niame. was Nami. Nami. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I thought you said. Nami. No. Niame. Niame. Same thing. Same anyway, thing. my little yeah. joke Different is that because the box yeah. was beneath his throne, it's like a fart box. A fart box. Yeah, that's okay. what I imagined. Cause Accurate. Because I'm, I'm a lady. Mm. So with no stories to share, the people of Earth were bored out of their minds. They just sat around a campfire and whistled. Anansi, the spider, could see his how restless everyone was. So he generously decided that he would bring them something to help them pass the time. And his eye was on the prize of all those groovy stories. Anansi stretched out his eight spidery legs and wove a magnificent web that reached all the way to the sky. I know he was tired. He climbed until he reached Nayame and offered to buy the stories for the people of Earth, of course. I burped a little. Mm. It's fine. Cut that, cut that. Oh, and then I did surprise you guys with scripts. Oh! Oh, so one of you first is time for be, everything, am I right? <laughs> it's gonna be a Nazi, and one of you is gonna be like four different characters. So decide now. I'm fine with whatever. You just let Same. me know. I'm the four people. So um, the reason you have to be multiple people is because it's very short each time. But I also highlighted them in different colors, so you know when you should change up your voice. Oh, so thoughtful. I am. Thank you. All right. So we left off with Anansi climbing into the sky to offer to buy the stories. I will give you the stories if you can pay, but the price is high. In fact, no one has been able to afford them yet. Not even the rich and powerful, not even entire towns. And you, you are masterless. Still think you're up for raising the funds? Eh, probably. Got a few side quests backlog. What's the asking price? I require three things. Onini, the great python who can swallow a goat whole. Osabo, the might leopard. The mighty leopard. There was a space in between there. Whose teeth are as sharp as spears. And oh goodness, <laughs> my memory fails me, and I must take a moment and think of this one. Oh yes, Maboro, the hornet whose stings burn like the needles of fire. Okay, be right back. Anansi crawled back down to earth using his neat little web bridge. He spoke with his wife, as a smart man should, and so together with his better half, Aso. They formed a plan to capture Onini. The next morning, Anansi scampered into the forest while waving a big branch. Some versions say palm, one said bamboo pole, others just said branch. He was not so subtly talking to himself. (sighs) My wife's dumb as fuck. She must be. 
I say he's longer and stronger. She says he's shorter and weaker. How foolish. How disrespectful. I'm a grower, not a shower. As Anansi drew closer to the watering hole, an intimidating python rose up. It was easy to believe this Onani could swallow a goat. So much muttering. You're disturbing my nap, Anansi. Oh, I'm sorry to have bothered you, Onini. It's just, I've been quarreling with my wife, you see. She swears you're much shorter than this here, Branch. But I know such a proud python must be longer. But, you know, women, she won't listen to reason. I don't know how to convince her she's mistaken. Don't I know it. Oh, that's easy. Lay your branch down on the ground. I'm gonna lay next to it. The proof is in the goat, as they say. <laughs> One si- Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. The snake slithered on over to lay beside the long branch, now resting in the dirt for convenience's sake. Straighten out as much as you can. Here, I'll help. You aren't straight enough. That's what she said. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> Am I supposed to read that part too? I don't know. I'll read that part too. I'll read that part too. I was, part so too. Tired. I was so tired. <laughs> okay, here I go. Straighten out as much as you can. Here, I'll help you. You aren't straight enough. That's what she said? No homo. I don't know. Uh, I know just the thing. Let me tie your tail at this in. Luckily, I have some strong vines handy. And I'll tie your head straight near the other end, like so. Well, I'm sure our listener and the guys have caught on by now. Anansi was trying to tie that snake up quicker than he could realize what was happening. And Anansi's web secured the python safely and without risk of... Well, being eaten. A num num num. No delicioso today. Anansi delivered Onini to the unimpressed Naomi in the sky before moving on to the second item. Next up was Osebo, the mighty leopard with teeth as sharp as spears. Sounds wholesome. Fun for the whole family right there. Anansi went old school Looney Tunes trap this time around, though I suppose in fairness Anansi did it first by digging a deep hole along Osebo's regular watering hole path and covering it with branches, sticks, leaves, and dirt. To add insult to injury, Anansi didn't even stick around to witness the trap working. He went home to sleep, letting Osebo fall prey to his hidden hole (laughs) while on his nightly hunt. Phrasing. Anansi sauntered back to the hole the following morning to find the dangerous kitty stuck. Bless you, Rush. You okay? Sorry, my cat was sneezing. Hey, friend. What you doing? Hanging out in the pit? I thought you were a tree cat. Fool. I'm not here by choice. Help me out. Oh, my bad. Let me see what I can scrounge up to help. Anansi went to a nearby willow tree, as spotted and planned the day before, and bent the top of the tree over the pit. That's right, we ain't done loonin' and tunin'. The spider spun two cords of web, 
and used them to hold the tree down. He spun a third cord to attach one end to the top of the tree, dropping the other one into the pit. Just tie this cord to your tail and I'll pull you up. Genius. Cats hate pits, but love getting our tails pulled. <laughs> you know. Mm. I'm tying it on right now. What a saint you are, Nancy. Pull hard, though. Mm. Well, you can pretty much guess the rest, I'm sure. Anansi cut the original two cords that weighed the tree down. The tree sprang back to its original position, pulling Osebo up and then leaving him dangling from the tree, where Anansi could safely bind the leopard in a fresh prison of web. This time, the sky god was thoroughly impressed, but no discounts. The third item yet remained. Anansi crawled back to earth once more to ensnare the hornet, whose sting burned like a needle of fire. Unlike other hornets, because I've always heard of the delightful stinging. Those burn like water. They gently caress your skin before giving it a kiss. (laughs) The spider fetched a gourd off of a tree, hollowing out the inside. He filled that gourd with water before traveling to... Somewhere. Scrolling for pronunciation notes. Why wouldn't I repeat them? Because I did this at three in the morning. Maboro. I just reached it. <laughs> he filled that gourd with water before traveling to Mamaboro's <laughs> nest. Anansi got into tactical position, pouring some water over his own head. Cue flash dance. Before dumping the rest of water on the hornet's nest. Cue angry buzzing hornet. Mamorbo emerged, irate, to find a Nazi holding a leaf over his head. Goddamn rainy season! Came early this year. Now you have no proper shelter to protect yourself. You can use my gourd until the sky dries up. Oh man, you're a lifesaver. I know, I've met me. Anansi wasted no time closing up the opening of the gourd with a leaf and holding it in place. Anansi carried the gourd with sting wrists all but abated. Well, I'll be. You've succeeded where all others have failed. No, seriously. Great warriors and chieftains really screwed the pooch on this time and time again. You should have seen it. It was a hot mess. A hot mess. Like, what? The leopard is too much. Oh, it bit off my arm. Where? I'm allergic to the hornet stings. Where? The python ate my dad. Oh, Crimea River, right? But no, not you, Anansi. You? You're the shit. I can't wait to use python, leopard, and hornet in a super fascinating and useful way off screen that isn't mentioned in any version of this tale. <laughs> that you can find via Google. Listen to me, one and all. Anansi met my ridiculous asking price, and now I've got to put my money where my mouth is. (laughs) Should have washed it first. (laughs) He gets all the stories, every last one, which means whenever any of you plebes tell one, 
You must acknowledge the tail belongs to the spider. Boy. And pay him royalties. And so Anansi took the stories back to Earth, where he shared them with all the people. Just imagine all the people sharing all the world. I mean stories. I mean beetles what? No, he was a spider. He was a beetle spider who told stories. Spider beetle, spider beetle, telling stories like spider beetles. Anywho, everybody loved this and shared their stories with their children, who shared them with their children, who shared them with their children. And like all children's lullabies, they were horrific. I'm so glad because my notes were just continue until they stop you. (laughs) And now we get to share them with you. Woo! So that was the story, uh, one of the stories of Anansi. Anansi. That's how he became the beholder of all stories. Behold all stories. There was a story of another Nazi that like tried to start a world war. And persecuted See, peoples and stuff. Don't mm. don't change his name. Mm. That might have been don't a change different, his name. <laughs> that might have been a different. Uh, well, it was dude. a different spelling. Yeah, d- totally different spelling. Totally different. Different uh, culture too. Mm-hmm. There's a little uniform associated with it. It was just. It was different. Just very different. Yeah, had not, no lot, animals. A lot more hate behind it. You know, I feel like <laughs> these stories didn't really contain malice or, like, rage. No, just a little bit of trickery. Just a little bit of trickery. Just not much. It's me, Ella, again. And, uh, you know, uh, now that the boys have read their part, I'm just, uh, I'm floored with how talented they are with their voice <laughs> acting. I just, I, I feel blessed to have them on this podcast because they've done so much for the quality of sound. Let me go pour another drink. I'll be, I'll be back. Let me pour a drink. Yeah, you do that, Ella. Um, we're just going to chill here and just kind of talk amongst ourselves until you get back. So, uh, you know, take your time pouring that drink. And she's back so. from pouring that drink. <laughs> Sometimes you have to refill the old uh, bourbon. So I would just like to formally apologize publicly for all the typos (laughs) that you guys powered through like champs. And I had to as well. Because I worked so much this week. And I was so tired. And I didn't have any time. When you... Our sight reading a uh, a script. It, it's very exciting, first of all. Well, I just, I'd like to say, I don't necessarily read the script. The script reads me. That's fair, because you can't read. Exactly. So. And thank you, Ella, for mouthing the words to me. Yes. Big ups there, because we would have been totally lost. But, and, uh, I mean... Cletus might not be able to read, but he can interpret the typos that I'm mouthing. It's because yes. I can't read. Yeah. yeah. He's very skilled. Very he skilled. normally just kind of draws like You think I can't of, you can't you think I can't read? You should see my spelling. Yeah. When he types an email or a text to us, it's just all kinds of shapes and like 
fonts. Well, what I do is I draw a picture and then screenshot it and then send it to them, and they have to decipher, have to what, decipher. The, what, like, what I'm saying. So it was a lot of texting back and forth between Ella and myself. Like, this is a sun. It's an angry sun. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, Sunday. He, all right, he wants to do something Sunday. <laughs> There's an upside-down ice cream cone. No, 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 I'm sorry. That's a cross. <laughs> it's just it's just charades all the time. <laughs> but he pronounces it charades for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but every time I came across a typo, I died a little more inside. So there's nothing left. I'm I'm completely dead inside now. I mean, we but got through it, you know. In in fairness, Three jobs plus a hobby that has deadlines. <laughs> like I, I was just really tired, and it's not for lack of love to you guys or the audience. It was just lack of love for myself, and that's why I didn't proofread more. Is this well, a bad time you to tell you that you've been fantabulous. promoted? You've been promoted, and this is now your full time job. Oh God! Is this a bad time to tell you that? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, you know, I'm sure your other jobs will understand. Uh, this takes priority. So we were going to pay you this higher salary, and then we learned you don't proofread. So we knocked it down like yeah, seventeen pegs. That's it. In fact, Cletus and I will be taking your pay for the remainder of this podcast. Oh, so, yeah. oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I mean, well, if we could trust you with you know not making typos, we might be able to trust you with year money. probation. Year yeah. probation. How can we trust you with money if we can't trust you to spell right? Well, I I can't wait to see what you do with the zero dollars <laughs> <laughs> in the account right now. Any any more reflections on our story this week? <laughs> you know, so moral of the story here technically is uh if you lie you will be able to tell all the stories. Basically. Yeah, it started to kind of unravel and like bring itself back to one full story. He had to tell stories in order to acquire stories. Mind blown. <laughs> so That's how he learned his, his skill, his trade. I This was actually mostly new for me because my only familiarity with Anansi was Neil Gaiman's book, Anansi Boys. And I didn't research it more because most of the... I love Neil Gaiman. He's my favorite author. But I most of the characters were assholes. So I was not interested in looking more into the lore that he pulled from. Which mm. was a disservice because it was genuinely interesting. But um, that, was, that was the only... I didn't even know how to pronounce the title of his book. So it's not even one I would say in public that I've read. I mean, look how easily we got through the pronunciations of this story. Yeah, I honestly didn't know any typos. Mostly in everything Miles had to read. Oh, that's probably <laughs> why. Because I, I was skipping... Yeah, I was, I was skipping over all that. I was only reading the Nazis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well... I started running out of voices too. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, you did good on the the, really the, the B. I appreciated you. I liked the B. <laughs> I, I did my best. I I appreciate you guys so much. I, I appreciate let the team our down, listeners. You know? Is there anything else you guys want to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to emphasize the fact that we appreciate the listeners because we don't really get to interact with the listeners much from like a speaking standpoint. Um, I know our phone boards were lighting up earlier, but 
we haven't really been taking many calls yet, you know, so maybe in the future, but just know from the three of us, we do appreciate you guys and thank you for sitting with us on, I guess the first couple episodes when we were getting used to everything. And now that we're professionals and we know how to do everything and it's, you know, pure perfection, uh, we're good. We're good. You know, so it's fine. I've got nothing. If you want mushy shit, listen to Ellen and Miles. I'm easily forgettable. It's okay. Dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. And did. Bye. Perfect. Here I am, sitting by myself, talking to myself, and that is Chaos Theory. Original music by Maria Vincent, and art by Something by LP. The crew here at Dragon's Drink Bourbon supports safe drinking practices, which is why we coat our stomachs with a nice, filling meal before each recording. This food is sponsored by Hot Wings Express in Phoenix City, Alabama, because we dare to win. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ddb.podcast.